1: Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know. A podcast where we tell you what we learned from musicals and hopefully you learn a little something about musicals yourself. Now this is a very special episode because we have a composer and just an all-round musical genius on the line with us all the way from Manchester in the UK. We have Michael Grant. How are you, Michael? I'm not too bad, thanks. And here to help me interrogate Michael about this show that he has written is Miranda Selwood.
0: Hi, happy to help. (laughs) Uh,
1: So I hope you are prepared for an interrogation. Michael, um, (laughs) so you are from Manchester and you have written a Mm -hmm. show and you have sent it through to us and we've had a lesson to it. Um, What Mm -hmm. is it called and why is it good? (laughs) Well, it's
3: called... (laughs) It's called. It's not really the apocalypse, and it's good because it mixes uh, kind of ragtime, stride, piano, jazz music with a very depressing subject, which uh, <laughs> seems like the appropriate thing to do at the time.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, very timely subject matter.
0: Yeah, when was the time? So when? It obviously, I mean, you haven't just written this in the last ISO no. couple of months, have you?
3: No, no, I, it was uh, three years ago, almost exactly that I. Started thinking about it. Um,
0: it did seem a little prophetic. I think <laughs> is it one of the first lines in in the um, you know all of the ways it could have happened is yeah. a global pandemic,
3: a global epidemic. Mm-hmm. Oh some, right, yes. Pa- pandemic <laughs> didn't have the right number of syllables, but yeah, otherwise, <laughs> otherwise it would have been.
1: Now I don't want to say yeah. that we should should blame you for what's happened, Michael, yeah. but. Good. But maybe there is a case to be made. But before we talk yeah. any more about it's not really the apocalypse, let's get to know you. So Miranda, you know what to
0: I'm do. I'm ready. <laughs> getting to know you, getting to know all about you. I went kind of English.
1: You then. really turned it on today, yeah. Yeah, right. that's <laughs>
0: for you, Michael. Oh, thank
1: you. That's very nice.
0: You're most welcome.
1: <laughs> okay Michael so which character which musical character would other people compare you to
3: ooh ooh
1: tricky yeah so what do you think other people think about you okay,
3: i <laughs> think of uh of nerdy musical theater characters <laughs> uh...
0: there's a lot of them yeah. i
1: musical oh. theater nerds or just <laughs> nerds
3: um, yeah cuz there's
1: man in chair alley- from curtains not I'm curtains <laughs> I'm um, a jazzy chaperone. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'd say, I mean, man in chair would, sounds good because I am currently a man in a chair. <laughs> uh, so I think, yeah. And yeah, okay, we'll
1: so what musical character would you like other people to compare you to? So what musical character do you want to be? Ooh. Yeah. Do you want to be a musical nerd? Because you can just say man in chair if you um, that's who you want to be. If you are self-actualized, think, you can be that person. Yeah,
3: I think... I think Man in Chair is a a reasonable (laughs) place to be, actually. It's better than... Man in Chair at the the end of the
1: show.
0: (laughs) There's a a few shows about people writing shows. um, Yeah. About the guys from Title of Show. Would you identify with either of those?
3: I don't really know that one very well. I'm aware (laughs) of it. (laughs) What? What? Wait. Okay, we have to cancel the interview. I'm sorry, Michael. It was lovely to meet you. Miranda, we've
1: already spoken about Title of Show.
3: (laughs) It's my first task after this uh,
1: recording. <laughs> yes. To yes, it is. That's correct. Or, or Gutenberg. They're virtually the same show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay.
3: Compare and contrast.
1: Um, so, I mean, this is a. I I'm not sure if you're a m- musical performer before you were a musical composer, uh, but what is your dream role? Would you like to musically direct a show or would you like to be Jean Valjean in Les Mis? <laughs>
3: Yeah. Well, I, um, so my main involvement with musicals on a performing basis is in the pit orchestras as a ah, yes. wind musician, uh, playing various bits and pieces. So, um, yeah, kind of the, the, the main thing for that, it'd be lovely to do a touring show
1: going right. Yeah. National or international. Do you have um, a favorite show that you've played in? Is there, a, is there a particular um, part in, in a show that you've, you've enjoyed?
3: I think there are a few, um, I I really enjoy playing kind of big band swing style ones, all the Cold Porters and you Guys and Dolls and those kind of things. They're always good fun. Um, Guys and Dolls is good fun, isn't it, Zane? (laughs) Yes, yes, it
0: is. Zane and I have done a production together. Uh Um, The music is good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And the lingerie is fun to wear. (laughs) (laughs) Says Zane. Uh, All right. Um, So what is your favourite Sondheim? Ooh. Um, yeah, now we're checking out your, cre- your, your oh, credentials. That's, yeah, that's,
3: <laughs> I think at the moment I would have to say Follies. Okay. Yeah, um, cool. I saw they did that at the National Theatre in London a couple of years ago. Mm,
1: mm-hmm.
3: um, and I, uh, I didn't see it live, unfortunately, but I saw the live screening. Yeah, yeah. And uh, thought that was rather amazing. So, yeah, that's definitely
1: And what is your go-to shower song? At the moment. It, it doesn't have to be the one that you sing oh, all I, the time. I can answer this very specifically. I
3: was singing um, Joanna from Sweeney Todd in the show. The oh, <laughs> so, uh, so I was, that'd be yeah, a nice one nice. for
0: the acoustics of the shower. The, the ringing of the yeah. the long yeah, it was good. notes.
3: You can go quite operatic with it as well. Yeah. So yeah. Well suited to it. Yeah.
1: And good one job. final question. The big one. The controversial cool. one. Oh, dear. You must delete one musical from existence. Which one is it? Now, it can't be Cats because Cats oh. has been killed so many times. It is well and truly dead. <laughs> but everything else okay. is up for, up for grabs.
3: So this is a musical that I know um, a lot of people love very dearly. Okay, so we're <clears> going <throat> controversial. And I can't
1: understand why, um, but it's Oliver. Ah, uh, yeah, that's fine. I think that's a nostalgic show, isn't it? Like you do it when you're a kid or you do it like with your family when you have kids and then you so you tie it up with like the experience of like having fun. I don't know. I've never done the show. I've never been particularly drawn to it.
0: It's one of those weird ones because you think of it as a kids show and a lot of people think, oh, Oliver, it's that fun show with lots of little kids (laughs) who are – thieving orphans and all the subject is really dark and all the characters yeah, yeah. are highly flawed and mm. it's not uh, that I, um... fun.
1: <laughs> For food, glorious yeah, food.
0: But why? <laughs> why? I,
3: yeah, I, I played it uh, a couple of years ago on the flute part and it just disappointed me even further. Oh. <laughs> like, oh, there's so much so much
1: copying and pasting here. Oh, really? There we go.
0: There you go. Ah, see, I wouldn't have known that.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Well, consider it gone. We shall never speak of Oliver again. Uh, So let's take a quick break and we'll come back and we will start talking about the show that you wrote and sent to us. It's not really the end of the world. Okay, Michael. So... Give us just a quick, a brief rundown of what the show is for people who haven't listened to it, because very few of them probably will have. Um, Yeah, just give them a a rundown of what the show's about.
3: Yep, so the show starts off with uh, four characters, um, Gary, Joe, Helen and Lizzie, and they've all been sacked from their their jobs at the same time. Uh, So they're all feeling slightly depressed, and they decide to go on a four-day bender to drown their sorrows so they do this and then they wake up um, not having any recollection of what they've just been through <laughs> and find that they are the only humans left alive on the planet. So they have to kind of go off, live on a farm, learn to live with each other <laughs> uh, and come to terms with their new life
1: in yeah. you know, a right. song and dance kind of way. <laughs> now, why four days specifically? <laughs> <laughs> this- One day for each
0: person. It makes perfect
3: sense. Well, yeah, there's that. Um, yeah, this is one of those uh, plot points that came about because I came up with the title for the song first. <laughs> ah, so you so have, I have... I was hoping
1: this, for a salacious story about a four-day bender. <laughs> um. No, certainly not. No, this was one of the
3: first ideas I came up with. I was, I was like, oh, I'd really like to write a song called Let's Go on Four-Day Bender.
1: <laughs> fair enough, fair so enough. Now, did you do any research?
3: Like, um. Not specifically, no, not, not more than I have done over the years in general.
1: <laughs> Excellent. So when uh, why, when did you start writing and, like, why why was it this specific? What Did you come up with, with one song and you really liked it and the show kind of grew around that? Or did you come up with, the, like, the idea for the show and then start kind of working on the songs around that?
3: Mm-hmm. So the thing that came first was really the musical style of... Uh kind ragtime with two pianos because mm. I'd been playing for a production of Barnum oh, um, cool. yeah. at the time uh, which has two pianos in the score and the overture for that is just for the two pianos alone and I've been listening to this and thinking oh this is, this is great this is a really nice <laughs> effect to use mm. wouldn't it be fun to juxtapose this relentlessly happy style with um, a very depressing subject <laughs> so I kind of went through a few possible subject matters and was trying to find one that would be and depressing, but not. <laughs> it wouldn't be controversial if I made fun of it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I thought, uh, the end of the world was uh, kind of it had been done enough and was cliched enough that uh, you could have some fun with it. Yeah. So then, it's not really the apocalypse. Kind of the, the title of the show <laughs> came next. Did make like, the interesting
0: yeah, choice though for a subject matter <laughs> that is is done enough (laughs) Mm. or you know but in a lot of different ways not to include zombies which is the classic way to go you know angle to take
3: yeah was there at any
0: point zombies in this show that's what i want to know
3: um i don't think i had zombies in there i i've definitely considered having the four horsemen of the apocalypse coming up um oh yes were they the four
1: characters The horses could
0: do a, a ragtime tap number <laughs> with their hooves. Okay, I'm That's, liking yeah, the, I don't know if you more. have room for rewrites, but I've got some ideas.
3: If I can find room for that, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> Miranda just needs to have tap in literally everything. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a me thing. Yeah,
3: yeah. But I, I was thinking it'd be funny if the characters woke up and the, you know, after their, their uh, hangovers or whatever and found that uh, everyone else had been Obliterated by these four horsemen, and they were like, "Oh well, why did you leave us?" Behind, and they were like, "Oh, we thought you were dead already." <laughs> so the I, end. That was, that was my joke. But then I thought that I would have to you kind know, of have like four other four, characters, or at least a few extra yeah. characters, just for the sake of one joke. So, so maybe not. Not a practical. Just do it choice. with
0: puppets. That's how we oh, solve yeah, everything: yeah. puppets and lasers
1: and balloons. Lasers.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Puppets and lasers.
1: It's the new smoke and mirrors. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So, um, obviously, these four characters—the majority of the show—is them trying to deal with each other. Is that—is that how you would phrase it?
3: Yeah, I think that's fair. That's fair. Uh,
0: In the notes that that come with the um, booklet, it seems Mm -hmm. to be all from the perspective of Helen in that in that booklet, but we see more of the perspective of the other characters throughout the the music yeah. was yeah is is helen the primary character or would you say they're all sort of evenly spread really um
3: yeah i've tried to keep it fairly even um i thought helen as a character is kind of the the, the quiet one whose uh voice doesn't get heard much but who uh uh kind of the most observant so she's the one who writes the diary and kind of sees everything that's going mm. on and and uh gonna get to voice her that way and then uh, the very last song is when um it's not really the apocalypse is when she gets to come to the fore
0: though so it's an interesting choice to, i mean that's as zane loves the word titular um, so i'm sorry <laughs> to steal it from you but the um it's not unusual in song cycles for the titular song to be the finale which is is what's happened here mm. but it's sung by one person and the others are mm. you know, come in toward the last verse and do sort of Back up, and they're there for the button at the end. But it's an interesting mm-hmm. choice to have a finale, particularly of a small show that isn't sung by the whole cast. Really, it's a, it's mm. one person's song. Was that a deliberate choice that you know this was her moment to to wrap everything up from her yeah. perspective? Because it's about singing together, but um, the others don't come into the end. So.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's an interesting, uh, an interesting <laughs> point. Yeah, I think. Um, what you say is right in that she's kind of in the background and maybe slightly downtrodden for the rest of the show, and and then like I said, this is her moment to shine at the end as she takes to the fore. um But yeah, I hadn't, I don't uh, thought of that in any kind of deep sense. Yeah, I think that that was a thing that I think works musically for me.
1: Okay. Um,
3: so more than having any particular narrative.
1: Yeah. So when, when you were when you were writing this you you said that you got the idea for the the two pianos and the ragtime kind of feel from Barnum were there any other shows that you took inspiration from in terms of either style or like character journey or or even musically because there, there's a lot of there's a lot of um I, I'm not sure I'm not as musically fluent as probably both of you are but there was a lot of moments in here particularly in like the Introductions to the songs so or the little like Monty Python bits. Um and I think that's just they <laughs> mm. use very similar piano bits at the start of their songs to yours. Yeah. Um so I was wondering like if you're going if you were trying to incorporate comedy into the music um when when you were writing it.
3: Yeah. Um I think I took kind of some general influences from musicals, like you say that kind of piano arpeggio to mm. Start things off, and these these classic um, little motifs. (laughs) Um, I think most of my musical influences, though, were from other places, from like ragtime and Joplin, and all these things, and kind of early jazz pianists. Yeah, uh, this guy called uh, Jelly Roll Morton, who I listened to quite a lot. Recently, oh yes, you, um... Jelly
0: Roll. Yes. I am unfamiliar
1: yes. with Jelly Roll Morton, yes. but I will is be there, looking them up.
0: There's a review show, Jelly's Last Jam, is based on his stuff.
3: I'm sure. Um, I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm aware there's, there's definitely something, <laughs> <laughs> some kind of review
1: with him. In. I will I will do some research um, and if there is such a show, I will put a link in the show <laughs> notes. <laughs> uh
3: yeah. But, so yeah, so my um Yeah, go on. So I've kind of taken yeah, various bits of musical styles from all over the place. Like um, Let's Go on a Four Day Bender, for example, is kind of like a, a wartime marching song. That's just kind of how it turned out. But then I've tried to unify it all by writing the piano parts in a very ragtimey type of way. So even mm, the yeah. songs that are a bit more poppy and kind of modern musical theatre ish. Yes, um, yeah. Kind of the the backing for those is in to various degrees influenced by this whole stride <laughs> piano uh type of thing.
1: Absolutely. And when you imagine this on stage, what what are we looking at? Where what what do you imagine? Like the given an infinite budget and and a West End stage, hmm. oh, are we are we, <laughs> are we <laughs> how how are we how are we putting this together?
3: Well, I think I would um, a lot of the budget I would just. Keep for myself and spend on <laughs> tea and things. <laughs> the actual show, um, the actual show, I, I see very much as a small scale uh, type of thing with fairly kind of minimal, you know, minimal set. Mm-hmm. Or maybe in the round, I think would be nice. Um, that's kind of how I've envisaged it. And then you have two proper acoustic upright pianos for the pianist to do because that's yeah, awesome. Uh, be I think being from the pit orchestra background, I <laughs> like the idea of really featuring the musicians. Yeah, oh, uh, so oh, they'd no, be absolutely. kind of at at, uh, at either side and uh, maybe have a bit of interaction with the characters as, as things are going on. Maybe have, uh, Oh, yes, very title of show. I was going to keep bringing it up. Um. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. Excellent. Yeah, so I, I don't think I'd uh, I don't think I'd spend much of the budget if it was. <laughs> If it was infinite. Well, that is very disappointing because I have an infinite budget to give you right now. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh Well, I'll take it. Spend I'll it take amazing. it. I just will use it all for the show. But <laughs> I mean, I, mean I, I particularly like directing musicals. And so when, when, I, when I listen to something, I'm trying to stage it in my head. And so I'm, I'm just really mm-hmm. interested on what our composers think of when, mm. when, when writing a show, whether they kind of conceive something in their mind.
3: <clears throat> yeah yeah I'd say kind of the general picture like say of like the
1: small scale and in the round um, the round would be a, a, a yeah, fun small scale fun in the see round see.
3: was kind of what I've had envi- envisaged you know, yeah you know, so in my
1: head. obviously you've at least you've you've done a recording of of the show um where would you like to see it go mm-hmm. now like what what is in the future for it's not really the apocalypse not really the end of the world sorry
3: well uh no apocalypse. Apocalypse, it is apocalypse. Um, I second guess myself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so basically in um current current uh, process is uh, so sending the script around various theatres and groups and things and trying to get some kind of some kind of premiere production. So I've, uh past six months or so. I've been you know, googling open script submissions and things and yeah <laughs> saying, awesome filling in all these various application forms and, <laughs> uh, and that so yeah i've just just starting to hear back from people now so hopefully um someone will
1: yeah awesome debate well yeah i mean i'll i'll be definitely be putting your your contact details in in the show notes so if anyone listening to this is after a new uh, a, a new show that they would like to stage get in touch
0: so it is a book mm. musical there's there's a book <laughs> Sorry, that's still back (laughs) in
3: the (laughs) background. Yeah, it was. uh, I so my main interest is on the kind of musical songwriting side. Uh, So I, I've kind of written the songs and then developed the plot around them as I've gone along. And then the final step was filling in these these bits of dialogue in between and filling in the script and kind of nailing down that side of it. And that was all Um, you as well. Yep. Yeah, well done. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so this, this, this script, I've deliberately kept it fairly minimal because, you know, better to have, better to keep it tight,
1: I think, than to yeah, walk yeah. along on for, for too long. Um. Uh, but yeah, it's all in there. Absolutely. So, I mean, the title of our podcast is Musicals Taught Me Everything I Know. So the, our final questions <clears throat> have to be about the lessons that your musical teaches. So... I mm-hmm. I would like to know what's one what well, what is one of the big big lessons you can learn from your musical and what's one of the smaller lessons that you can learn the secondary okay I think uh,
3: the big lesson you can learn is it's not really the apocalypse <laughs> <laughs> had to go with that uh, yes. the uh, smaller lesson you can learn is that everything is better in ragtime
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying Even that for the years not
0: quite apocalypse
1: <laughs> yes
0: <laughs> I think um there's a this, I like the song "The Last Man on Earth" in the in there. Oh, yes, I, yeah. I think there's a little bit of a lesson that you don't have to settle for someone just because they're literally the last man on. <laughs> you know, you can remain yeah, a, yeah. a strong and independent woman. Yes,
3: that, that um, was my uh,
0: yeah. Yeah, my anti-love
3: that. song. If you... Yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. And thank you, and, uh, yeah, thank you for resisting the urge to um, you know make make it happen for them at the end. We yeah. here at all... Musical
1: Storm, everything I know, appreciate. Anti-love songs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did. thought this was an antidote to shows
3: like uh, An American in Paris and all these things where the underlying message is if you stalk them for long enough, eventually they'll, <laughs> they'll give in. <laughs> so, <Oof>. yeah, <laughs> the
1: antidote to that.
0: Thank you. I'm, I'm saying thank you genuinely. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, you're welcome. <laughs> um, and you enjoyed it. I have a, a, an, an awkward question for you, Michael. Oh, no. Okay. Do you have thank a favourite song?
3: Oh, I genuinely. I genuinely don't. I love them all in their own ways. Um,
1: that's 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 the right answer. Yeah, I, I I just would had to ask, you know. But if
3: you had yeah. to choose, <laughs> if I had to choose, I would um, <clears throat> I would pick. Uh, I never did expect that it would end like this, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, that set-up kind of
0: song. Like I feel like the feel of the whole show is that number yeah.
3: and then yeah exactly that kind of encompasses the entire ethos mm. of the thing of yeah yeah because that, that one stylistically is very ragtimey um, and yes it has the, the entire thing of uh,
1: the all the depressing topics <laughs> I particularly enjoyed It's that, so. Harder Than It Looks that that was one of my favorites ah. oh
3: yeah it's it's interesting hearing different people's uh, what different people like the most because some of them like you get when once you've written like seven or eight songs yeah you start to feel like you're you're running out of, <laughs> you're scraping the barrel of it and you're like oh what can i do now oh
1: absolutely <laughs> um, so, so it's
3: hard <laughs> it's harder than it looks was one of the latest songs that i wrote and i oh, was really kind of worrying that i was running out of, uh, <laughs> of good ideas so it's it's um it's always nice to hear i mean
1: i can list off the ones that i like uh A lot of them, this is, this is a very, I'm going to say a very Zane musical. I love these, these quirky (laughs) ones that are just like very, very uh, character centric songs. Uh, So side by side and hand in hand was really fun as well. And it's not, it's not really the apocalypse is also a really great song. (laughs) Uh Um, Oh, great. Yeah. Again, both of those were kind of later ones. It's not really the apocalypse I
3: deliberately wrote as the, the last song,
1: nice. I appreciate um, that. I appreciate just, that effort.
3: <laughs> originally, I um, I kind of intended that it would incorporate more like references to the plot. Um, right. Like, yes. Well, I'll, yeah. I'll wait until I've developed the rest of it and then sum it all up here. But as it turned out, it's, uh, it's a bit more <laughs> general. But yeah, that that was that was the very last one I did.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, if, are there is there anything else that you'd like to ask? Our guest, before we bid them adieu, Miranda, do you have any lessons that you've learned other than your love for anti-love songs? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, it's a, it's um it's a very fun-sounding show for, like you said, for the subject matter. I think that um, mm. the juxtaposition of the, the, you know, obviously works in this case. Mm-hmm. So, thanks, oh, Michael. thank you very much.
1: <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Absolutely, I can't wait to to hear this going places. So we'll put all your contact details in the show notes, of course, and we'll share it on social media. Um, Yeah, and that will be the end of this episode. So thank you very much for joining us, Michael. Thank you for having me. Uh, Thank you for hosting with me today, Miranda.
3: It was my pleasure.
1: And if you want to get in touch with us, you know all of our social details. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter. And if you want to be one of the best people in the world, go and join our Patreon at patreon.com for such musicals taught me everything I know. Until next time, have fun. Bye.
0: Bye.
1: Bye. <laughs>
2: There were oh so many ways that the world could have gone From a global epidemic to a hydrogen bomb But here's a possibility that wasn't on my list For I never did expect that it would end like this Like this Like this this. It came as a surprise Like this Like this I could hardly believe my eyes, yes, it took me unawares, and I am not ashamed to say that I just could not have foreseen that it would end this way. But surely it wasn't just me. How did you all expect the end of civilization to come about? Helen?
0: You know, I always thought the human race would be destroyed from outer space. It seemed to me, without a doubt, a meteor would wipe us
3: out
2: interesting. How about you Gary? If there's one thing I believed was true, it's that we'd all die from avian flu. Disease we simply couldn't fight would decimate us overnight. Ah, so all of this must have come as a shock to you as well. It certainly did. And I must admit, I feel exactly the same way you do. There were oh so many ways that the world could have gone From a global epidemic epidemic, to a hydrogen bomb bomb. But here is is an option option that was never never on my list, list For I did not expect that it would end like this Like this Like this It came as a surprise Like this Like this, I could hardly believe my eyes Yes, it took him unawares And he is not ashamed to say That he just could not
0: have foreseen That it would end this way Reliance on technology
2: That's what used to worry me If you live life through microchips You won't survive the slightest glitch Let's not forget nuclear war, it almost brought us down before A finger on a red button could send us to oblivion We were overpopulating fast
0: It didn't look like the beast would last
2: And with climate change still going strong It's a wonder we survived this long
0: There was terrorism and intercultural tension, leaded in petrol
2: not to mention, humankind's innate and inevitable tendency, however absurdly paradoxical and contrary to all conventional logic and reasoning, towards self-destruction. All these things and many more could have done us in, but in fact the ending came from somewhere no one had foreseen. Yeah. So many ways that the world could have gone from a global epidemic to a hydrogen bomb, but he's a pong. It took us unawares And we are not ashamed to say That we just couldn't
1: That's Not Canon is a community committed to giving new podcasters a platform to share their voices and have some fun. If you would like to get started podcasting, or simply enjoyed this podcast and would like to find out more, you can head over to our website at that'snotcanon.com. If you simply want to support us and what we do, we would very much welcome your patronage at patreon.com forward slash that's not canon.